Chris Lee and Lane Gilmer of Southeast 14 here to preview LSU's road trip to Columbia, Missouri for the biggest game at Fro Field in, in some time, Blaine. Uh, Missouri won a three unbeatens in the SEC, and there's only going to be two at the most after this weekend since you got Kentucky-Georgia matched up. I got to see Missouri in person this last weekend in my hometown of Nashville. Was very impressed with Missouri's balance. Just feels like that is a very well-rounded team. On the other hand, we got LSU, which gave up the most yards in the history of LSU football. What was it, 706 in that wild loss to Ole Miss, which looked like a, a rock fight basketball score, I guess is the best way to put it. Can't wait to see this one on Saturday, Blaine. No doubt. Interesting, well-rounded. Those are two things you talk about when you talk about this LSU team is interesting. Missouri's well-rounded. Well, that's what we try to be here on this network, Chris. And if you find us interesting and well-rounded, well, you can partner with us. Make sure to hit up caroline.smith at Southeastern 14. We're looking for, always looking for advertisers to help us out. But, yes, this game is going to be absolutely uh, fascinating to me because now – you have LSU coming in there with all their hopes and dreams dashed pretty much inside not only the conference but national championship-wise. Now, there's still only one one conference loss here, but, hey, you know, it's still uh, not the season that LSU was looking for at this point in time, and Missouri's playing for a spot they haven't been, been in in quite some time, uh, and it's an early kick. Weird stuff happens in Como. I'm excited for it. Well, I, I think the noise on the defensive side is, is probably temporarily distracted people from how good that LSU offense is. It's averaging 7.8 yards per play and 44 points. What is it? 6.3 yards per running play, 8.1 per passing play. Missouri giving up 20.8 points game, 4.9 per snap, 3.4 on rushing plays, 5.9 on passing plays. Turnover is not really a factor for either of these teams. LSU turning it over 1.1% of the time. Missouri only forcing it 1.2% of the time. Look, statistically, it, it's just been a very solid team. Missouri's got that experience secondary. It's got a pretty good defensive front. It'll get Darius Robinson back this week, I would think. Probably their best defensive lineman who did not play against Vanderbilt, Tyron Hopper, excellent linebacker. LSU, Jaden Daniels, arguably the best offensive player in the league. Uh, those two fantastic receivers, I mean, there's more than that for LSU, but the, the two guys that have made headlines this year for them, um, Brian Thomas has just been unbelievable for, for LSU in terms of making plays. And, but, of course, Missouri got a very experienced secondary. Very, very intrigued to see how that side of the matchup stacks up and if Missouri can slow LSU down, which really not a lot of teams have done so far. Yeah, I want to see how healthy Missouri is going to be uh, in the secondary. Um, you know, they've they, Enos Rakestraw has banged up a little bit uh, coming in to the last game, so we'll see, you know, what the effects were uh, from that. But I think when you're talking about – you're exactly right with this LSU offense – unbelievable and it's not only to efficiency it's explosiveness all that kind of stuff we've seen Jaden Daniels mature into the quarterback that I think everybody hoped that he would be back when he was at Arizona State I mean he is playing a uh, tremendous tremendous football 
not only you mentioned Malik Neighbors and Brian Thomas, but oh, by the way, they can, you know, sling it out to Mason Taylor at tight end. They got Kyron Lacey, who I describe as a chain mover over there. Uh, and then just more and more weapons that come along. They've got guys who are a couple of recruiting classes deep over there that are just able to to make huge plays at any moment. I think Logan Diggs has fortified them at the running back position there. John Emery had some some decent runs uh, as well. So I, I really like there's there's not much to complain about or not much to not like here about the LSU offense, Chris. It's going to be all about okay, we came into this year talking about Missouri's defense. So many seniors, you know, 10, 10 seniors uh, returning starters, all this kind of stuff, even depth that is juniors and seniors on that Eli Drinkwitz defense over there. So can the Tigers from Mizzou find ways to you're not gonna you're not gonna stop them. You just gotta hope can, to contain them. Can they get some timely stops and turn it over to that offense of Brady Cook, Luther Burden and company who are playing quite well themselves? All right, now we get to the other side, and I think we've seen surprises on each side. I think Brady Cook has been so far in the running for SEC Player of the Year. I just was really impressed with what I saw with him in Nashville. He just does not make a lot of mistakes. Luther Burden is an absolute headache. You could just throw the ball up and let him go get it. They, they found a supporting cast with Theo Weiss and some other guys there a little bit, which you, you kind of wondered, was Missouri going to be able to do that? If it wasn't going to be the Luther Burden show, it was Vandy. Uh, so let's take that into account. That secondary is terrible. But you know who else has a terrible secondary? That's LSU. I never would have dreamed in a million years that LSU, and I know they bring in a couple of new corners, uh, and sometimes that's a little shaky. But with, with the guys they've got up front and Harold Perkins, you would have thought that they could have cut down the, the window of time to throw. LSU has been awful secondarily. Uh, Missouri's been pretty good in, in terms of being consistent. Uh, they, they found a little bit of a running game enough to, to keep people off balance. Uh, Brady Cook has been so efficient and, and so good at avoiding mistakes that if you're LSU right now, you're looking for some other offense to kind of beat itself a little bit, uh, and that's the wrong team to play in this spot. Yeah, I mean, in terms of in terms of the – explosivity of the Missouri offense. I think that's something that people weren't really expecting a whole lot. They were just hoping, can they be efficient? Can they play complimentary football to what's going to be a great defense? But it's been beyond that, as you mentioned with Brady Cook. I mean, almost 400 yards passing against Vanderbilt, and this isn't the the first time that he's racked up these stats. I mean, he's played well uh, for, you know, all year for uh, Missouri Theo Wees really established, you know, himself as a as a option. He's a guy that has a lot of experience from, you know, Oklahoma coming in as via the the transfer portal to be a kind of a, a secondary option there behind Luther Burden. And, you know, I just think if you're Brian Kelly, you have to sit down and say, okay, we tried to start Ashton Stamps. Uh, a freshman, and then we tried uh, Zy Alexander at corner. That didn't work. So we mixed in LaTerrence Welch, and we mixed in Denver Harris. That didn't work. We we end up giving the most yards in the history of the program, 706 yards against Ole Miss. And it wasn't just the secondary either. You had 
Harold Perkins and Omar Spates misfitting on run plays. Omar Spates missing tackles in the middle field, allowing U- Ulysses Bentley for to uh, for Ole Miss to to run through uh, and, and gash you for things, and also Quinshaw Judkins for Ole Miss as well. And Whit, uh, Whit Weeks, who had played well at linebacker the previous the previous couple of weeks, didn't really see the field uh, that much. It was more Omar Spates and Greg Penn, and they didn't really adjust from that. So. I just think there's a lot of questions, a lot of things that that LSU has to figure out, and it's it's not just it's not just okay, it's not an effort thing. It's some it's sometimes it's effort, sometimes it's lack of focus, sometimes it's missed tackles. It is a comedy of errors right now on that defensive side of the ball. And I think if you're Luther Burden, if you're Eli Drinkwitz, if you're Kirby Moore, if you're Brady Cook, uh, Cody Schrader, and that offensive line for Missouri, you got to be licking your chops right now, seeing so many different ways you can attack this LSU defense. Yeah, I mean, it's just hard to believe how bad they've been. I don't want to belabor the point, but just w- with all that talent, it just it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Some numbers here, by the way. Um, Missouri scoring 32 points a game, LSU giving up 31, Missouri 6.8 yards per snap, LSU giving up 6.5. Here's where the problem is, though. Missouri is throwing at 9.4 yards per passing play. That takes sacks. In other words, a sack counts against you. It comes off your passing yardage. And Missouri turning it over just 0.9% of the time. Again, I, I point to that. You need somebody to make mistakes if you're LSU right now, Missouri just not doing that. A couple other things as we wrap it up here. Penalty yards. LSU's been fairly disciplined. 37 yards of penalties on average per game. Missouri, 52 yards. Special teams, neither side very good. LSU ranked 102nd by SP+. Missouri ranked 88th. But, uh, again, let's not forget Missouri has got a kicker who hit a 61-yard field goal in a pinch. So, if that becomes an issue, I think you have to favor Missouri there. All right, the line is about, what is it, LSU by six and a half over under of 53. That's a lot lower than I'd seen it earlier. Is that right? Yeah, that, um, that's what went down on uh, on on action that I saw. It, it came came down a little bit. So, Okay, it came down a lot in that case, I think. Um, LSU, that makes the Tigers, <laughs> the LSU Tigers, that is, a 30-23 favorite. Some computers, ESPN's FPI with the home field advantage from Missouri still has LSU a seven-point favorite. This one's interesting. SP Plus has Missouri a four-point favorite. Jeff Sagarin has got LSU a four-point favorite. So all over the place there between Vegas and the computers. I'll be honest, Blaine. Missouri statistically has not been outstanding but I, I just like the way it does not beat itself. It does a lot of things very well. There's not a gaping hole on this team across the board. I mean, you'd like for special teams to be a little bit better, but they got Luther Burden. Um, the rushing attack doesn't really scare you, but Cody Schrader was leading the league in rushing coming into the Vandy game. I, I just think Missouri is so solid most places. It's at home. It's got a lot of play for. I like Missouri in the upset, Blaine. Yeah, and I don't even know that I, – I know the line is with LSU right now, but I think Missouri, you know, we're going to see what kind of culture that LSU has right here, Chris, because mm-hmm. bouncing back when, you know, you know you're out of the national title picture, you're most likely – it's going to be real, real hard uh, to get into the the SEC West picture with, 
you know, what Ole Miss is going to have over you, and then you got some other hard games coming up. I think what we're going to see here is, okay, this is a 11 o'clock central kickoff time, so it's an early kick. Your back's against it. There's two ways to look at it. Either LSU's back's against the wall, or are they motivated to come out and try to try to fight and see what, what can happen? I think Missouri's got everything out in front of them. I'm going to take Missouri to not only cover, but also to win outright as well. I think they're the more complete football team. I think they will make just enough stops. And then I, I just don't have any confidence right now in LSU's defense to be able to play in a fashion that is good enough to help out the tremendous performance that Jaden Daniels, that offense is putting up. So give me Missouri uh, to cover Missouri to win outright upset in Como. Give me the Tigers in the black and gold. One thing worth to mention, though, even though we're both picking Missouri, this feels a lot like this time last year where LSU, and in that case it was playing at home, just laid an egg against Tennessee. Uh, got run out of its own building, and then what did LSU do? It regrouped, it came back, it won the SEC West. So, you know, there is history of Brian Kelly resurrecting things in the season in Baton Rouge at this point of the season. So just going to mention that. And I, I think the problems on defense are, are deeper this time, and, that, and that's my problem. And, and they're playing a very consistent opponent at home, which we just pointed out. All right, we're picking every single SEC game involving SEC and FBS teams for the season. Best way to get those, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button. He's Blaine Gilmer. I'm Chris Lee. We're Southeastern 14. Thanks for watching. We'll see you again soon. I did want to tell everybody I had the wrong number. It's 63 on the over-under. I had instead oh. of 53. So I, I, I thought it that was, was I yeah. apologize, everybody, on the over-under. But, hey, it's going to be some points scored. Uh, but like Chris said, uh, we're Southeastern 14, and we will catch you guys next time to talk more predictions and previews here on the channel. <laughs>